This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Sirach. Wrath and anger are hateful things yet the sinner hugs them tight. The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sins in detail. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then, when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sins? Remember your last days. Set enmity aside. Remember death and decay and cease from sin. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant and overlook faults. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm The Lord is kind and merciful slow to anger, and rich in compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction, He crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward all those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has put our transgressions from us. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, We die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the living and the dead. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? 
Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. This is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put into prison until he paid back his debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from his heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we have the weekend of the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and I want to make a little mention about a feast day we have come up, coming up on September the 23rd. It is for St. Padre Pio, and I know he's the favorite of a lot of people. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, much and, a recent. I think he died in 1968, yeah, I believe, he's so a very saint, much a saint modern. from our own times. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there was a movie that came out in, in 2022 last year, and it was something on Padre Pio, I don't remember the whole name, but I, I saw it and I was, I didn't love it. It was very politicalized, is that a word? And um, it's something you can still watch. It's on Amazon or Netflix, another one. But there's another movie about Padre Pio that I want to talk about. It's found on Formed. And every Catholic throughout the United States should have access to this. It's called Formed.org. And my understanding is every Catholic parish subscribes to this, so parishioners have free access to this. And the movie I'm talking about about is titled Padre Pio Miracle Man. So Padre Pio Miracle Man. And it's a long movie. It's three hours and 22 minutes, but it's a really good movie. I liked that one so much better than the other movie. I just wanted to All mention right. that. Miracle Man Unformed. Yes. All Padre right. Pio Miracle Padre Man. Padre Pio Miracle Man. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Very good. Well, we are going to talk today in the first reading about uh, Sirach. I love I love that whole book. It's, a, it's an amazing book. And today we read out of chapter 27. And this line, the second line really caught me. Yet the sinner hugs them tight, hugs tight the wrath, the anger, the hateful feelings. That's what the sinner does. And, and really hugging tightly, hugging things tightly brings death in some fashion. So let me bring up a little geography of, of Israel here. You have the Seal of Galilee and you have this inlet. Then you have the Sea of Galilee and the outflow of the Sea of Galilee is the Jordan River. And then that flows into the Dead Sea where there is no outlet. And so if you think about the Sea of Galilee holding things loosely, so to speak, you have an inlet and you have an outflow, life is abundant around the Sea of Galilee and how beautiful that is. Well, if all you have is an inflow and you hug that water tightly like the Dead Sea is, 
there's li- life is non-existent. And in fact, there are some reports that uh, it's just maybe not that pleasant of a place to be around. Yeah, like salt and <laughs> a sulfur. salty and yeah, stinky yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of shows that with that, really in all things in your life, if you have that inflow and you receive God's gifts and then you have that outflow of giving of God's gifts, that's where that abundance of life mm, comes from. Good analogy. I like that. And, and when someone you know sins against us, why do we hold this anger and this wrath and the grudges? Why do we hold this alive? Well, maybe we have a perceived power over another one. Maybe we might want to feel a little moral superiority. Maybe we can always hold it on as a future negotiating tool. <laughs> these all might be things that I might have done in the past too. So maybe that's why I know about these things. But, but really the unfortunate thing is this enslaves us. Rather than us being free from this, you know, this sin against us, it enslaves us. So we have to say goodbye to our old friend, grudge yeah and sometimes it's just <laughs> hurt feelings it's just really hard to get over that it's our it's our humanness you know it's like wow that really hurt and uh, now this is where trick forgiveness comes in forgiveness is a tricky thing because many of us allow emotions to guide our decision making you know when we've been hurt or betrayed by another person it's perfectly normal to have hurt feelings okay it's what we do with those feelings that determines whether or not we can forgive if it's a minor offense we're probably just going to brush it off and move on but when it's something big we usually need some time to process what just happened to us now it's in this sorting out process that we need to use reason and not allow our emotions to determine our response but that's how those grudges are formed right forgiveness is not an emotion forgiveness is a choice it is an act of the will and it doesn't always feel good especially when we're still feeling hurt or angry and at first we might reject the concept of forgiveness because the wrath and the desire for revenge can be so strong but forgiveness is a necessary part of healing and we need to decide if we're going to hold on to that pain like you're talking about or just let it go but our decision to forgive isn't enough on its own our decision our desire to simply it's it, that's just the first step the necessary step that we have to take before we can open that door and make ourselves available to god's grace because there it is it's god's grace that provides the balm necessary to heal properly it's only through the grace of god that the human heart is capable of forgiveness And something else about forgiveness is that it usually doesn't justify or lessen the offense that the act that's caused against us. The offender doesn't get away with it just because we choose to forgive. If the offender wants to make it right, that requires an act of reconciliation. The offender may never apologize, may never take responsibility, but that doesn't negate or lessen the act of forgiveness. It only takes one party to forgive but it takes two in order to reconcile that relationship. Yeah, yeah, well said. And in fact, this is really, I think you gave a beautiful blueprint on how to live joyfully. Because if we don't do those things, we don't have really a, a true joy in our it's life. It's easy to get stuck in yeah, the grudge. Yeah. yeah, amen. Well, in the second reading today, St. Paul to the Romans, talking about how to live, it says here, for if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. Now, when living for the Lord, it doesn't mean that we don't sin or don't have struggles, but it does mean that we honestly strive to walk the path to sainthood and recognize that we are a part of the church militant and how we live affects others. Think about this in the um, catechism on chapter or um, 
paragraph 953, it says, none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it and charity does not insist on its own way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so important, I think, in the way we live our lives charitably and with joy. You're exactly right. Yeah, St. Paul reminds us that we're all in this together and whether we recognize it or not, we have that level of responsibility for each other, just like you said. You know, in our secular lives, we fulfill our responsibilities by obeying societal laws, you know, by respecting others and their property, and by volunteering to help when and where we can, by fulfilling our financial responsibilities, which includes going to work and paying taxes and so on. And that's where we get here to as Christians, right? We have that responsibility. We have a responsibility to make service to the Lordship of Jesus our main priority. Oh yeah, very true. And a part of that service and that forgiveness, we see a striking story in our gospel today. There was a debtor who was brought before a master who owed him a huge amount. So I'm like, well, what does huge amount (laughs) really mean? I'm not sure really what that means. So I went to the RSV version and the RSV said that the debtor owed the master 10,000 talents. Well, let's think about this for a sec. A manual laborer would earn 300 denarii per year. So uh-huh. basically a denarii per year, or a denarii per day. Okay. Well, it takes 6,000 denarii to make up one talent. So one talent is about 20 years of labor. One, one talent. And this person owed 10,000 talents. Not going to happen. (laughs) That is an understatement when we say a huge amount, right? Yeah. And and whether, again, there's a metaphor or whatever else, you know, that debt could never be repaid. And of course, that I think is a beautiful description of how I can never repay my debt of my sins to our Lord. None of us can. None of us can, right? And, but that debtor was forgiven by his master. But much like the Dead Sea, no gratitude was being was being given for being forgiven. He held tightly because he said, you know, I'm forgiven. And then he goes to somebody else and says, hey, you owe me a much smaller amount. In this case, it was 100 denarii, which was about 100 days wages. And he would not forgive that other person. So, of course, we have action was taken against injustice. We do see that justice must prevail, like you were saying in your second reading. But in summary here, we must forgive in order to be forgiven. And that's why the Our Father says, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.